Hey everyone, welcome to the Following Jesus podcast. I am Jake McGrew, and I co-host this podcast along with my incredible and talented wife, Jen. Hey y'all. This is a show where we sit down together and talk about what it looks like to follow Jesus in your everyday life. We're so excited about this show, and we're so excited for today's episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Well, hello, everybody. We are back. We're back. It's been a great two weeks. We were on holidays. We were. Holidays-ish. Yeah, we were. It seems we were like holiday, a lifetime ago. We were holiday adjacent. Yes, it, it does seem like a, long, a lifetime holidays. ago. We are recording this. Um, it's Sunday afternoon. We've just... Anything could happen, you guys. <laughs> it was a wild... I'll just say this. It was a wild... It was a wild and woolly church service this morning. Yeah, the 11 a.m. Yeah. yeah, listen, if you guys... I'm um, pretty sure I had rocket boosters on my back. <laughs> <laughs> like, for real, guys, I, I did I do... T- yeah, I did two laps You did three. Church. No, I did three, two. Three. No, I did two. Quite sure. You know what? You guys can check the footage. It'll be live <laughs> quite soon. <laughs> we were and, driving home today, and I'm like, oh, no, that's going to be... It's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, there was a... Uh, <laughs> listen, I just want to tell you guys, if you don't go to Hope City Church, if you live far away, you might want to check out today's <laughs> service online. <laughs> no, but for real, it was a it was a powerful it service. Was. It was a powerful service. <laughs> and in the middle of... Uh, in the middle of my speaking, Jen asked, she's like, can I say something? And she just gets up, takes microphone, and just brings like this word that she has for somebody and then sits down. And then you can see this look on your face and your your look is like, mm, like you were just staring like directly in my eyes. And then she says, I'm not done yet. And then she gets back up and says something. And then she goes and sits back down and then... <laughs> She gets up and just starts running around the church yelling, I'm running, I'm running. I don't think I was yelling anything. It was all that to say. You know, just follow the spirit, you guys. Yeah, it was a power, it was a powerful service. It was a good service. And we were talking about runners run was the title of our yeah. message today. And yeah. it was about running the race that God has placed before us. It's really good. Yeah, it was just, uh, it was a good service. Yeah, All that to God. say, we are recording this right after mm-hmm. church. We literally got home 10 minutes uh-huh. ago and we set up to record this episode. And we're drinking coffee. Drinking Java and who knows, only Jesus himself knows. Yeah, I might do a lap. I might do a lap around Jake's <laughs> office here, you guys. I don't know where I'll run. Which is not very big, so it's not very, it's not as impressive as it sounds. I'll it's, take a step. It's quite a small office. <laughs> But we are back. We were on holidays-ish for the last two weeks, and it was nice. It was nice just to get some time and refresh and uh, relax a little bit, Mm -hmm. enjoy some sun. We had some great weather. And here we are back ready to go. Yes. Uh, We're going to change up our format a little bit. You know, initially, like in our first few episodes, we had asked or answered questions at the beginning of the show. And what we're going to do now is we're going to dive right into our topics and then answer our questions at the end of the show, just to give it a bit of an easier... Yeah, and then if you guys just want to listen to the podcast, but you're not really interested in listening to questions, hear the podcast and you can be on your way. But I think it's pretty cool to hear what people are asking and just to, you know, hear what the Lord has to say. 
Yeah, I do too. Yeah. I, and, and personally, I always love hearing the questions that people ask. Totally. Because it, it gives you a glimpse of maybe the struggles that they're having or the things right. they're dealing with. And you realize one of two things, um, you're not alone and maybe you're struggling mm-hmm. with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Or it opens up your heart and your eyes to see what other people could be experiencing that you've never thought of. And it helps you have um, compassion and empathy for those people. That's right. And realize, hey, man, there's people that deal with stuff that I never thought of. And God, increase and expand my heart so that I can... Preach, pastor. Yeah, it's just it's. Hey, the, what are we talking about today? Well, what did I, I just interrupt you? you I didn't did. mean to. You, you did. Like I said, guys, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Uh, first of all, I am always and forever Jake McGrew, and I'm sitting here with my wonderful wife, Jen McGrew, and this is the Following Jesus podcast. Just in case you forgot what you were listening to, <laughs> wanted to make sure you remembered. And today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about that great Christian phrase about being in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, I think it's a great conversation. Yeah. Um, It's an important one, for sure. Especially in today's climate, in Mm -hmm. the landscape of 2023, Mm -hmm. what does that look like to be in the world and not of it? So why don't we jump into the Bible first and read a passage of scripture that Jesus, it's a prayer that Jesus prayed in the garden on his way to the cross. Mm -hmm. And let's just look at that. And then we will dive in a bit and talk about what it means to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. It's such a confusing thought sometimes for people, Mm -hmm. because if you think literally about it, you're like, what does that mean Mm -hmm. in the world, but not of the world? So let's take a look at this together. In John chapter 17, Jesus, like I said, is on his way to the cross. Um, He has, they have had the Passover dinner. Um, The last supper is what we call it. And he has gone to the garden and he's praying and he's talking to the Lord And let's start in verse 14 of John chapter 17. I'm just going to read this for some context, and you can listen along. If you're driving, please don't try and read this while you're driving. No, please don't. We would hate to have that on our... Jake will read it so you don't have to. That's right. So in John chapter 17, verse 14, Jesus is praying, and he says, I've given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. Mm -hmm. So that's important to note right there. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Sorry. In verse 17, it says, make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And so we're talking about today being in the world, Mm -hmm. but not of the world. So right here, we have the premise in the context for Jesus laying the foundation that that we are part of this world, Mm -hmm. but we're not of this world. Right. There's There's a bigger picture happening. There's a bigger behind the scenes taking place. And that is, is that all of this is temporal. Mm-hmm. You know, what you see, what mm-hmm. you hear right now, the voices that you hear mm-hmm. speaking to you, the, if you're driving around, the things you're looking at, all those things are temporary and we are in this world, but we're not of it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts there you want to no, I wanted to, I was waiting to hear your first thoughts of that because so, I tend to get off, you know, right. I, I like to rabbit trail and be like, okay, let's head here. I like your rabbit trails. Yeah. Your rabbit trails Me too, are, but I just want to lay maybe great. a bit longer of a foundation. Um, okay. So a couple other supporting verses that I want to read mm-hmm. to you as well, just so the 
you know, we don't have just this, this one passage and this one passage is great, but there's a few other supporting passages that you can look at. Colossians chapter one, verse 13 says that he has rescued us. He being Jesus has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. So here in this verse, the context and the idea is, is that there's two kingdoms at work. And by the work of Jesus on the cross, when Mm -hmm. Jesus paid the price for us, he transferred us and removed us from this one kingdom and Mm -hmm. moved us into another kingdom. And then 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, of course, says, but you are not like that, for you are chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Uh, As a result, you can show Mm -hmm. others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness Mm -hmm. into his wonderful light. So we have a few scriptures here referring to multiple kingdoms, mm-hmm. kingdoms of darkness, kingdoms of light, mm-hmm. uh, kingdoms of this world, mm-hmm. and how we are not of this world. And so when you see the word world in the New Testament, that world, that word is in the Greek, it is the Greek word cosmos. Mm-hmm. And what it actually refers to is the world system that is ruled by Satan. So the, the the system that is under his authority, that's ruled by sin, and that it's under his principles. Mm-hmm. And so when we're talking about how we're in this world, but not of it, it's not mm-hmm. talking about a physical world because that wouldn't make sense. Right. What it's talking about is the the spiritual world. We mm-hmm. are in this world mm-hmm. in the sense, in the context that we are here, we are placed, we are planted, we have life to do in this world, right. but we're not of it. And that not of it means that we are no longer, because of the work of Jesus, mm-hmm. that we are no longer subject mm-hmm. to this cosmos or this world, which is ruled, the world that we live in right now, is under the authority of Satan. That's right. So that's People what People don't understand that. And it's yeah. really important that you guys listening, uh, first of all, hear that, but second of all, that you that you understand that. You know, because we live in this day and age, well, well, we're just going to be friends with everyone. Well, I don't want to hurt, I don't want to hurt their feelings and I don't want to offend them. I want to read a quote. And and this person said this years ago. So 70s, right? Yeah. I'm aging myself when I say Keith Green. Okay. Uh, like 1% of you are going to know who Keith Green is. He was actually a major influence in my life. Not because I listened to this as a young girl, but actually um, when I took over my parents' business, my dad played a lot of Keith Green. Right, right. In in the office. office, yeah, and it actually really shaped and molded me. And I think there's definitely some similarities between our worship styles, like you know. Um, but he said this, and so this would have. I feel like this would have been in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. He died in the 70s, didn't yeah, he? I, ish. Yeah. But he said, in a day and age, okay. So this is back then, okay. So this is probably like just like coming out of the Jesus movement, okay. But in a day and age when believers seem to be trying to please both the world and the Lord, which is an impossible thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah. When people are far more concerned about offending their friends than offending God, there is only one answer: deny yourself take up your cross and follow him, Yeah, you know? And, and he said that with an exclamation mark. So you're, you're talking about, you know, scriptures, 
you know, that line up with, you know, John 17, just to place thing in context. And you guys would have heard us say this before, but don't just take one verse and run with it. You right. know, you got to be really careful not to do that. So it's really important um, when you read a verse, I would encourage you to also read other verses just to get the full context of what it's saying and get its meaning. But just as you were talking or you were sharing those other scriptures, Jake, um, I almost called you Pastor Jacob, still in church mode. Um, immediately comes to mind is Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. Yes. I beseech you, therefore, yeah. brothers, by the mercies of God, That's right. that you present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, which is your reasonable service. Mm-hmm. I like to liken it like this, which is the least that we can do yeah. for everything that Jesus Christ did for us. But then it goes on. A lot of people will stop there, but they it do. doesn't stop there, you know, because we don't want to just, quote unquote, offend anybody. But and it says, but be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So a point that I was um, hoping to get an opportunity to share today was whatever is informing you, you guys, will is conforming you. Let me say that again. Yeah. Whatever is informing you is conforming you. And what's, you know, and what's informing you will be transforming you as well, you know? So we know the word transform um, comes from the word like metamorphosis. Yeah. Okay. So I haven't, I didn't do like a big deep dive on this, but I just, I just know that I've studied it before, you know, so that we're, we're always in this, um, forever. And you were touching on this today in your message, but you know, the goal of our life is to become more like Jesus. Yeah. So in 10 years in Jesus name, and I hope, and I will be you more will be. like Jesus in 10 years than I am today. And that's the goal. That's part of the point, you know, so is that we would be more like Jesus, that we are transformed, you know, by the renewing of your mind. Well, we can't, you know, by the renewing of our mind to what, you know? So like, we're not going to become more like Jesus. If we're renewing our mind to the world, we're going to become more like Jesus by renewing our mind to the word of God. You know, just when you first started sharing, I couldn't, I haven't even like heard this song, you guys, in eons. There's just something about this podcast that takes me way back to things that I have not thought about in years. But I think there was this old Petra song and like my brother liked it. So it wasn't even stuff I listened to, but that we are foreigners, we are aliens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. you know? Yes. You know, Great we're, song. We're not from here, yeah. you know? And it, it it just seems like I'm hearing that a lot lately. I and mean, we've been talking about it a lot in church, you know, is that the Lord is just speaking to to his church in this season, you're just passing through. Mm-hmm. But while you're passing through, don't have one world, one one foot in the world right. and one foot in me because it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work, you know, and to fulfill your your assignment, you know, you're a foreigner, you're an alien, you're passing through. You are a part of a chosen generation. You are a not just a being, a human being, you are a supernatural human being called on the planet for such a time as this. So you need spiritual food to grow. Worldly food won't even help you not grow. It will make you sick. Yeah, that's right. It won't even keep you stagnant. Yeah. It will actually make you, you know, it'll if I dare say, will bring a spirit of death, but where the, where the spiritual food that God has, like his Holy Spirit and the word of God is going to bring you life. That's right. That's, that's well said. 
right? And yeah. and just to add to that is, guys, like we need an anointing. We actually need an anointing from the Holy Spirit to be who God's called us to be, to do the things that He's called us to do. You know, so we can't have one foot in the world and one foot with in you know, in with Jesus, we have to be all in with Jesus to be fully empowered, clothed with power from on high. You know, I've already said it to be who he's called us to be so we can do the the works of the Lord. Right. You know, and, and that's what the world, that's what the world needs. I should let you chime in here. I've had a little bit of a go. Can I read one more thing? Yeah, go for it. I read this today. The world is not moved by love or actions that are of human creation, and the church is not empowered to live differently from any other gathering of people without the Holy Spirit. But when believers live in the power of the Holy Spirit, the evidence in their life is supernatural. The church, um, the church cannot help but be different, and the world cannot help but notice. Mm, that's really good. The world... You know, we, we talk about, like, you know, there's Jewish people that are so waiting for the Messiah. That's right, they are. And I think that there's there's a camp of people in the world that are just waiting for somebody to tell them about Jesus. So we can't be in the world and be up. How am I trying to say this? <laughs> it's like, it's just, guys, my dip is one to four. So we were at church at seven this morning and we yep. literally just got home. So That's this right. is like the dip within the dip within the dip. <laughs> so the fact that I'm even like talking in a microphone <laughs> is nothing short of a miracle. But we're in the world and not of the world. <laughs> That's good. Should we leave this? Yeah, we should leave this. No, we're, le- we're leaving this. We it's fine. Okay, so, so we're talking about in but not of. And so just to swing it back around, like you, you touched on this a little bit. Then the, quis- the question then is how, how do you do what you're talking about? Right. Right. So, so we're talking about being in, but not of, we're talking about multiple kingdoms and we're, we, once we've been bought by the blood of Jesus and, and we've accepted that and Bible talks about how we're transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light, then how do we live in one world, one kingdom and not be of the other one? And so uh, one of the answers is actually in a verse that you referred to, and that's in mm-hmm. Romans chapter 12, that's verse right. two. It's also here just previously in John chapter 17, where Jesus is praying and he makes this statement and he says this in verse 17 of chapter 17, he says, make them holy by your mm-hmm. truth. Then he says, teach them your word, yeah. which is truth. truth. Mm-hmm. So you see here, if you, if you just look at that clearly, what Jesus is saying mm-hmm. is that the, the word of God brings holiness mm-hmm. and you can't be holy mm-hmm. and live in a world that is dominated and ruled by Satan. And so by reading your Bible, by taking time and opening up, and we talked about this in church today about how Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And so to know what this says, to know what that other kingdom looks like, to know how, even if you're living, what, what world you're living in, what Mm -hmm. world you are part of, to know those Mm -hmm. answers, you have to open this book and you Mm -hmm. have to read the words inside of it. Mm -hmm. And as you read them, I love how Jesus says, Make them holy by your truth. Mm-hmm. And then he says, 
teach them your word, yeah. which is truth. Mm-hmm. And so as the Lord teaches you, holiness mm-hmm. is revealed to you mm-hmm. and it's revealed in your heart. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I'm living in, I, I, I'm right now. I've, there's, there's sin in my heart. I didn't even know about it, but God mm-hmm. is, as he begins to teach it to me through his word, I realize I'm mm-hmm. living in areas I shouldn't live in. And you begin to make moves to remove those things from your life so that you are transferred from one. And as we, you know, do what you're talking about, we allow that process of sanctification to continue to have its way in our life, you know, and sancti- sanctification, you know, comes from the word sanctified, which mm-hmm. literally means to be set apart. And That's that right. word alone is self-explanatory, set apart from what, and you know, exactly. set apart from the world, That's right. but set apart to the Lord and to his plans and purposes. You know, we, we talk, we say this a lot, you know, you guys, it's just, part of our common, you know, conversations around here, you know, is that, you know, many people know Jesus as their savior and thank God, like what an incredible, beautiful savior. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you for dying for me. But not many people also know him as their Lord. That's right. And um, knowing Jesus as our Lord is saying like, Jesus, I belong to you, everything I am and all that I have is yours. That's right. You know, and you have not called me, Jesus, to live a life of comfort. You give me your Holy Spirit to comfort me in my discomfort. Yeah. But you've called me to a life of consecration, to sanctification, to be set apart for your plans and purposes, that I would become more like you, that I would be fit for, you know, the use, as they used to say, you know, there's like back in the eighties, it was a common, you know, phrase fit for the use for the master's hand, you know, hands or the master's plans, you know, and it's just so vital, you know, because we, we live in a day and age where it's getting harder. I want to be careful because I don't want to apply like this to everybody. It can be, we, we have to be careful that, um, to take heed in these days to the word of God that we don't fall prey to being like the world, adopting the behavior of the world, sounding like the world, because people need Jesus. I, I, was, I was trying to make sure that I said that in yeah. a way. You, you know what I'm trying to say. Maybe you have a better way of saying that, but I was trying to choose my words carefully. I, I think you said it perfectly right. You have right. to be careful. Yeah, there was there was nothing about Jesus's time, his life, mm-hmm. and his ministry that was uh, easy or accepted by the general masses. He was causing commotion everywhere he went, and it was th- the life of Jesus was a dividing line in many many That's people's right. lives. That's right. The 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 teachings that he brought, the miracles that he did, the things that he said caused people to be divided on one side or the other. He was either the Messiah or he was a blasphemer. And so our lives, like the life of Jesus, Mm -hmm. shouldn't be like what you're saying, a life of comfort where people can't figure out what side of the fence we're on. Mm -hmm. We are called to be in this world to bring the life and the light of Jesus to others, which means thereby extension that there should be an edge to us that either causes people to be for Jesus or not. Mm -hmm. 
right? Where they, they run away from us or they run towards him. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, you were talking about holiness and sanctification and we talk about holiness and sanctification and it's, it means set apart, like you said, from something mm-hmm. for the use of the master. That's right. Where it's clean, it's holy. Mm-hmm. And so we are here and we are holy, a holy chosen mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. And that means we're set apart for mm-hmm. him and for his use right. so that we can be used by mm-hmm. him to draw people right. to him. And we have to live, you guys, like hands open. You know, like if you go to read, I don't know if it's before that in John 17 or after that in John 17, but there's this beautiful and tough prayer, It's you know, that, that Jesus is praying and he's praying to God and he's saying, I pray that they would be one as you and I are one. And, and he talks about how he's held them all in his name, in, in the Father's name. But, you know, is, is I'm always mindful that when Jesus prayed that, like I have this picture of his hands are open, you know, and the Lord, you know, I remember the first time that I had read this passage, this was years and years and years ago. And it was like the Lord was showing me that, Jenny, I want you to live with your hands open so that every that you understand that everything that you have and are belongs to me. So we're, we're talking about, you know, if we go back to Romans 12, like transforming, you know, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We're talking about metamorphosis, which is when, you know, like, you know, um, you could talk about tadpoles and frogs, or you could talk about like caterpillars and butterflies was that there was a change. There should be an evident change in our life when we accept Jesus. You know, I was thinking about your dad the day that he got saved, you know, Mm -hmm. he had like his story, like there was an evident change in your dad's life, that's right. you know, and I think we've told that story about how your parents got saved on the same day in different parts of the city. I don't think we talked about city. it on the show. Oh yeah, it was crazy, you guys. They both got saved on the same day in different parts of the city, basically got home to dinner and said, I have something to tell I gotta, you. I got to tell you something. And the other person's like, I have something to tell you, you know, and I know that his dad had this, you know, I don't know if it was the day of or the week of, but he's like, flushing his cigarettes down the toilet, you know, because like there was a change. It was like an inward change, you know, it was just like, was this convicting outward change and it wasn't an outward change of works. It was just like, I got to surrender everything that I am to the Lord so that nothing has power over me, but the Lord, but the Holy Spirit. That's right. Amen. So that I am fully useful for whatever the Lord wants me to do. So I'm not withholding anything from him. Amen. Amen. Uh, the verse you're talking about was right after all the verses yeah. we've been reading. And just for anybody who's listening, and you could be saying, well, that prayer that Jesus prayed was just for the disciples. No, it wasn't. But the, the verse that, so. no, the verse that Jen is talking about here, verse 20 says, mm-hmm. Jesus says it flat out. I'm mm-hmm. praying not only for these disciples, the but for also for all who will ever believe yeah. in me through their message, through the disciples' message. Mm-hmm. He says, I pray they'll all be one just as you and I are mm-hmm. one. So this is this is the Lord's desire for mm-hmm. each and every one of us to live a life in Him on this earth. You know, we talk often in church at least about the Great Commission and how we're continuing the work of Jesus. So here we are alive on the planet for such a time as this, and our job and our role as followers of Jesus is to continue his work, which means we live mm-hmm. in this world, mm-hmm. but we're not of it, as mm-hmm. in under its power and under its authority and under the rule of Satan. We are under the rule of our King yeah. and Lord and Savior, Jesus That's Christ. Right. You know, and for you guys, like, you know, if you're listening to the podcast today and some of this is the first time you've heard it, is I would want to say this, allow the Lord 
to change what he needs to change inside of you. So as your heart changes, mm-hmm. he might have some relational changes that need to yes, happen in your life. Sure. There might be some habitual things that need to change in your life, mm-hmm. but to allow it to happen because I promise you it will produce the right fruit yeah. in your life, you know, and as you allow that inward change by the work of the Holy Spirit, you know, as you grow in your knowledge of the word of God, you know, and say like with your 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 unsafe unsafe friends, you know, um, is that you can help be the change in that atmosphere, you know, and, you know, because our friends, the world, they need the light of Jesus Christ. So, you know, when we're talking about being in the world, but not of the world, that doesn't mean we just hide in our houses, you know, that you have this light of Jesus shining bright in you that people need, you know, people need you to pray for them. People need a word of hope. People need a, you know, people need a word of encouragement. Well, who's the Lord going to use? Well, shoot, he's going to use all of us, Mm -hmm. you know, a chosen generation called into the kingdom for such a time as this. And you could say the Lord would use me. Yeah, of course the Lord was going to use you. He didn't just call you here to take up space, but God is in the business of using people of all ages, you know, from all different places to um, get the job done, you know, his job of, you know, being ambassadors for his kingdom, preachers of the good news on this planet for such a time as this. That's right. So those are our thoughts on in the world, but not of the world. Well, we hope that it uh, opened your eyes, opened your heart, and that maybe you heard something that you never had heard before. Do you have any final thoughts before we take a break and then jump into our questions? Question of the week, mailbag. I don't know what we're calling it, but something. Oh, are you asking me if I have more thoughts? I am. You, you're rubbing your face in a way I know, I that you I feel like do. we're just getting warmed up. I think I've been thinking a lot about eternity, guys. Um, and now I'm trying not to cry, probably just because I'm tired and it's just been a really powerful day um, by the Spirit of God, is that the closer we get to eternity, the more our longing is going to increase for the things of the Spirit of God. And God has put a longing in all of our hearts for more of Him. And I would encourage you guys is don't dismiss those longings. Don't dismiss those cravings that you have for the Holy mm. Spirit and the Word of God Draw close to people who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Draw closer to people who have a hunger for the Word of God. Yeah. In the name of, you know, um, always being reminded of classic things. I won't say old, classic things. I think it was Brian Dirksen that wrote this old song, but it said, um, Refiner's Fire, my heart's one desire is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be. I like that. I choose. Mm -hmm. It's a choice. The Lord doesn't Very force good. these things upon me but, That's right. um, or upon us, but I choose to be holy, set apart for you, my master, ready to do yeah. your will. Yeah. And I mean, we're out of time and I don't want to keep dragging things on, but so much of this comes down to our own personal choices, choosing, like you just said in that song lyric, I choose to be holy. What are you choosing? Which which world are you choosing to yeah, live in? As great. we talk about this, mm-hmm. are you are you choosing to be in the world and of the world, or are you, by the Spirit of God, having your eyes opened up as you hear this and realizing that you're living in a world that you're not called to be a part of? That there's a better way for you. There is freedom for you, and it's time for you to come out of that world and be who God has called you to be. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to take a break, quick break, and then we're going to jump into mailbag. Mailbag. Question of the week. Yeah, I don't know which question you're going to pick, but you pick and we're going to answer. Quizzical queries? Yeah. Guys, keep keep sending in questions. We love questions. Yeah, we want to we want to hear from you, and we're we're praying for you. And you know, just as we've talked about um, being set apart for the Lord, you know, I just pray in Jesus' name that you would have an increasing awareness for the Lord this season, like never before. And you know, the Bible says, "Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness." That this would be a season, yeah. as you're seeking the Lord with all your heart, that you would be filled with overflowing, and that out of even that being filled, that you would just be so compelled to share the goodness of God with other people, and not forcing it upon them, um, but that the Lord would open doors for you to share His goodness, to mm-hmm. show His kindness, to to share the love of Jesus Christ. Because like we were talking, you know, so much during this podcast, people need Jesus. Absolutely. Okay. Question time. We're not doing the podcast. We're taking a break. We'll be right back. That's right, everybody. This music means it's time to answer your questions. You asked them and we're answering. Let's get into it. Okay. Here we are back at it. I want to come up with a great name for our question segment. I, I, I feel like it's just on the tip of my tongue. I don't have it quite yet. Okay. But <laughs> guys, that's what Jen does when she wants me just to quit talking and move on to something else. Okay, so here is our question uh, of the week. Here's the question. Uh, what advice do you have about singleness and waiting? Mm-hmm. And what advice do you have about waiting in general? Mm-hmm. So Jen, yeah. what go. What yeah. thoughts do you have? These are my, my quick thoughts. Um, first of all... Um, for the person who asked this question and for everybody else who are wondering about the ant, they're like, well, hey, great question. Glad that person asked it. Um, is good news. Um, waiting has been in the heart of, you know, it seems to be in the mind of God to teach us to be patient yes. uh, since time began. That's you right. know, you can see it over and over in yeah. the Bible. Like I'm thinking about Joseph for one. <laughs> Joseph, yeah, that's right. Joseph for one. Um, but it seems that we're always going to be in a season of waiting. Uh, waiting is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> waiting is wonderful. But I want to encourage the person um, who asks this because um, you're probably single if, you know, if you frame the question in the way that you did. Um, but first of all, I want to encourage you and say, say that God does not put desires. I do not believe that God puts desires in holy desires in any of our hearts, you know, without fulfilling that those desires. And I actually had, um, um, we, but I, um, had a bunch of girls over from our church that were single or they were dating, you know, dating and waiting, you know, I always like to make sure everything's <laughs> rhyming, the songwriter and like me. And you know what? It was a really beautiful time because the girls were just able to open up their hearts and encourage one another. But one of the scriptures that I shared with them that night was out of Ecclesiastes 3.11. It talks about how the Lord put eternity into his hearts. But at the end of that scripture, it talks about how the Lord makes everything beautiful in his timing, you know, and I, and, you know, I, I wish, I wish I had my perspective, the perspective that I have of life now, then, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's how part of our process, you know, our journey of discovery with the Lord and, you know, trusting him and having faith in him. 
um, is that the Lord makes everything beautiful in his time. And I would really want to encourage, you know, next gen, don't rush. There is no rush to the finish line. And I, and I also want to say for those of you who are waiting to get married or you're longing to get married, I want to say they, the person, whether female or male, okay, um, they are worth the wait. That's right. Don't settle. Do not settle. You know, and um, I think I, I, well, I know I had preached on um, how the Lord makes everything beautiful in his time a few years ago at Hope City. And um, I think actually it might have been on a Mother's Day because I remember having a rose. And I remember one of the things that the Lord was showing me in that season of timing is he said, why would you want to settle for the bud when you've seen the fullness of the rose? Right. And even just knowing how fragrant roses are, you know, and I think so many times we can, we can look back even at things in our life where we did settle and it was like, well, there was the bud. Well, mm. if you knew the fullness of the rose, why on earth would you settle for the Bud, you'd be like, the Lord would be like shaking you saying, I had something so much better for than yeah. for you. Why didn't you wait? You know? Um, but one of the ways that we can just to give you some tools in your arsenal while you're waiting is to worship. Yeah. Worship while you wait. But I did want to share an encouraging scripture. Okay. So this is gonna be as long as the podcast, guys. This answer I maybe we need to do a whole podcast on waiting because you know we've been hearing a lot about this. Jake's over there laughing yeah. at me because I'm just like doing laps around the church the again. Java is kicking in. <laughs> okay. I love this scripture so much, you guys. Uh, Job 23. It's a verse. I don't have my glasses on. Luke. <laughs> I just said Luke. Okay. I told you things are getting crazy over here. Okay. Job. You got the Job phone five feet away from your eyes. Yeah, I'm trying to read it. I think it's verse it eight. You? It says, look, I go forward, but he's not there and backward, but I cannot perceive him. When he works on the left hand, I cannot behold him. When he turns to the right hand, I cannot see him. You know, this is a good, there's a good story and lesson to be learned in this too, is that the Lord in seasons of waiting is we got to learn how to live by faith. Yeah. We have to learn how to walk by faith That's right. and not by sight and to know him as our good, good father and to put our trust in him. Here's the good part. You guys ready? But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot has held fast to his steps. I have I've kept his way and not turned aside. I've not departed from the commandment of his lips. I've treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. But he's unique and who can make him change? And whatever his soul desires, he does. Okay, no, drum roll. Okay, ready? Ready, ready, ready? For he performs what is appointed for me, mm-hmm. and many such things are in his mind. Yeah. And I have gained so much comfort from that verse, and even just sharing that verse with so many young people who are in a season of waiting. It's like, you don't have to worry. The God that created you sees you, mm-hmm. doesn't forget his creation. He cares more about you than everybody on this earth combined. He cares more about you than your mom and your dad, you know, is that the one that created you cares about you and he performs at the right time, making all things beautiful in his timing for you. Um, but he performs what is appointed for you, you know, your portion for whatever you're waiting for. But in this case, the one that Lord, the Lord would have for you. And, you know, um, at all, I'm just, I'm acting like I'm answering this question all on my own. Jake is going to get an opportunity to say something. I don't know if I am. <laughs> Read the book, Loveology. I know that a lot of the next gen in our church that we're doing, we're 
we've encouraged everyone to read Loveology. We're having a night where no questions are off the table. It's coming up pretty quick, actually. A couple weeks. But I encourage you guys, um, if you don't go to Hope City Church, you're not, you don't have an opportunity to do this with us, uh, read Loveology. Um, one of the things that I love that John Mark Comer really drives home, and it's something that we believe as well, is that there's no one person for you. It's not like you're entering the earth's atmosphere at the right trajectory. And if you don't get it just at the right time, and you're not in like McDonald's at 12, 16 a.m., you're going to miss the one. Yeah. Like, let's not live like that. You guys, like, you don't need to worry. You know, God knows. He, He hears. He sees all things. He's seen the end of your life. You know, he sees the end from the beginning. You know, there, there, there could be, I guess many, we'll t- use ourselves example, many people yeah. that we could have married, but well, Jake got me. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the kicker is, is that uh, marriage is more about what God does in you. That's right. Then this will be our next else. podcast. Yeah, it's it's not about that right that one person. It's but let's about, talk about how God gave you me. Yes. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can can I share a thought about this question? I don't think about it. <laughs> I, this is something I'm very very yes, passionate about. Yes. Yes. Okay. I just want to touch briefly on the the whole subject of singleness there's yeah. such a stigma, stigma about being single Seriously. in the christian world it's like you have to get married right away and if you don't get married yeah, right away there's something wrong with you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like and you're you, a two-headed monster yeah, or something uh, i was it's reading so earlier that even uh, in the talmud which is one of the jewish books where they study it talks about in there how if you're not married by the time you're 20 that oh, you're living goodness. in sin but i want to show you a scripture from first corinthians chapter seven, where Paul, Paul is talking about husbands and wives and about the, the roles they're supposed to fulfill in each other's, in each other's lives. But in verse seven, he makes this, this statement. He says, <laughs> but I funny. wish, <laughs> I wish everyone was single. I wish everyone was single just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. Come on. So I say to those who aren't married and to widows, it's better to stay unmarried just as I am. So just hang on a second. Listen, if you're here today... <laughs> Everyone's and, getting Twitter pated really no, fast. listen, and if you want to get married, that's great. But there are people... I just want to tell you today, there is no stigma attached. And in fact, in, in your singleness right now, you, what, what Paul is saying here is you're in a season that is a gift for that's you. That's right. And there are things that you can do with your time, your mm-hmm. energy, and your resources that once you are married, you will never be able to really do. Your life suddenly becomes not your own anymore. And mm-hmm. so while you are waiting for that person, for mm-hmm. God to bring that person into your life, mm-hmm. to start that section of your life, don't don't dread it. Don't begrudge it. No. Don't hate it. Don't mm-hmm. say, I hate this season of my mm-hmm. life, but take it as the gift that That's it is right. from the God, from, from the God, what a weird thing to say, from God, so that he can do in your life in this season what mm-hmm. only he can do. It's a gift. That's Embrace right. it. And then, you know, as you were talking about, like Luke chapter six, verse 33 talks about seek first the kingdom of God. Luke, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Luke, Luke Matthew, seek first the kingdom of God and everything you have need of, God knows what you need in your life. And as you put God first in your life, truly first, not just in word, but in every action, as you put him first, 
he will bring all those things that you have need of mm-hmm. to you himself. Totally. You know, and, and that was one of the reasons why I said worship while you wait, because, you know, is to live a life, not just worship, like, you know, you're singing, I'll stand with, you know, or you're sitting around and you're singing worship songs in your house. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is live a life of worship. Be fully useful for the Lord. That's right. Go out and serve him. It's Go out a and gift. enjoy your friends. Go out and enjoy life. You don't have to be worried about that one trajectory moment, you know, there is no one trajectory moment, you know, is just, just live your life fully for the glory of God and wait on the Lord. Don't wait for somebody, wait on the Lord for for him and him alone. And he will bring the right things at the right time, you know, because if you're just, if you're just sitting around, like you said, like, don't dread it is like, what a waste of waiting don't yeah. don't waste your waiting. What a waste of a special season. Yes. You're going to look back down your life and and say, "Oh my gosh, look at all that time that I had where I could have done this or that or I could have God wanted to use me in this area, but I was so bent on being married that I missed what God was wanting to do. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah. throw it away." Yeah, and he does. He he knows the desires of your heart. Matthew 6 talks about that. He knows those things, you know, even, you know, it says before we ask him, but you know, I've always been so aware that the Lord knows what I need more than what I know what I need. That's right. Right? And he care and and here's the best part, he cares. He cares, he cares a lot, but it seems to me through the scriptures and through the history of my 1000 years on the earth <laughs> <laughs> from the dawn of time is that he's always had me in some sort of season of waiting. I'm always waiting. You can't on get something, away from that. But let's Wait well. That's right. Let's wait well. And how do, how do we wait well? We worship. Yeah. We're useful for the Lord, and we're not worried. We're not living with the spirit of fear, mm. right? But so we're good. living. We're living in Him, which gives us a spirit of love and of power and of a sound mind. So good. Is that okay? That's great. Okay. So that is our thought on being single and waiting. I hope that it helped you. And if that wasn't your question. Uh, I hope that it helped you anyways. Maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I never heard this before. And it brings healing and hope to you today. We love your questions. Keep sending them in. Questions at the following Jesus podcast.com. We love to hear from you. We pray that today's Amen. episode blesses you, that it encourages you, and that it showed you and you heard something new today that you'd never heard before. And you shut this podcast off and are changed and look more like Jesus. I thought you were going to say something there. <laughs> you, you moved up I to the I think microphone. what I was going to say was, I think we need a nap. I think I think nap time is calling Luke 633. <laughs> and on that note, we love you friends, guys. We, we love, love you, you. Love you. Love you. And we will talk to you soon. Okay. Well, that's it, everybody. That is our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Hey, if you did, would you take just a moment and rate and review the show? It helps spread the word and so other people can be encouraged in their own lives. If you've got questions or thoughts you want to share with us, send us an email at questions at the following Jesus podcast.com and we can answer them for you. And in the meantime, in your own life, wherever you're at, remember... Keep following Jesus.